Canto 7, Chapter 5 Pralada Maharaj, the saintly son of Hiranyakashipu Sri Narada said The powerful sage Shukracharya, the teacher of purity, who by the Asuras was chosen to serve as their priest, had two sons named Shanda and Amarka, who lived near the residence of the Daitya king. The king sent the boy Pralada, who was skilled in reasoning, to them in order to be instructed in different subjects of knowledge, together with other Asura children. Hearing and repeating what the teachers all said there, he considered it a bad way of thinking because it was based on the notion of foes and allies. One day, the Asura ruler placed his son on his lap, O son of Pandu, and asked, Now tell me, my son, what do you think yourself would be the best? Sri Pralada, the joy of understanding, said, Fine, O king of the Asuras, I think that every embodied soul always has a mind full of worries because of being captured by the material world. When one wants to get rid of that covering of the soul, that worldly concern which is nothing but a blind will, it is better to head for the forest and seek refuge with the Lord. Sri Narada said, When the Daicha heard how his son, in full possession of his faculties, with these words sided with the enemy, he laughed about the diverted intelligence of small misinformed boys like him. This boy will be perfectly protected against these kind of ideas in school, where his mind is free from the influence of Brahmins in favor of Vishnu, who possibly present themselves different from what they are. Taken to school, the Daitya priests called for Pralada and questioned him, while comforting him with a soft voice and pleasant words. Dear child, Pralada, we wish you all the best. Tell us the truth and do not lie. What gave you this wrong way of thinking we do not find with the other children? Tell us, did this opposing vision originate from evildoers or was it something of yourself? We, your teachers, are eager to hear about this, O best one of the family. Sri Pralada said, This reasoning about others in terms of foes and allies belongs to people with a material notion of life. Such people, reasoning from what they see, are bewildered about the external affair that is created by him, the Supreme Lord, I respect. When someone is devoted to him, the animal notion is destroyed of this time-bound way of discriminating between the eye of himself and the eye of someone else. For those whose intelligence and service was spoiled by this notion of friends and foes, it is certain that it is most difficult to be of devotional service unto him, the Supersoul. Even others who are spiritual and follow the Vedic path are confounded about how to serve him who transformed my intelligence. O Brahmins, just like iron all by itself moves in the direction of a magnet, my consciousness has changed by the command of the chakra in his hand. Sri Narada said, After saying all this to the Brahmins, the great mind fell silent and was harshly chastised by the servants of the king who, 
considering it obnoxious, we are angry. Oh, get us a stick for him, this cinder of the dynasty who, with his corrupted intelligence, is discrediting us. This calls for the solution of the fourth diplomatic option of the Danda. In the sandalwood forest of the Daichas, this boy was born as a thorn tree that serves as a handle to the axe of Vishnu for cutting us by the roots. Thus, in different ways threatening him with punishments and such, they taught Pralada what the scriptures said about the first three goals of life. After his teachers were convinced that he knew all there was to be known about the four principles, he, being bathed and nicely decorated by his mother, was taken to the Daicha ruler. Fallen at his feet, the boy was encouraged with blessings by the Asura, who derived great joy from closing him for a long time in his two arms. Putting him on his lap, he smelt his head and wetted him with the water of his tears. Then he with a smile on his face said the following, O Yurishtira. Hiranyakashipu said, Now tell me, Pralada, my son, what you, well taught as you are, O love of my life, consider the best of everything you all this time have learned from your teachers. Sri Pralada said, I think that when a person truly wants to be of devotion to the Supreme Personality, the Lord, the best thing he can learn is to be of the nine symptoms of bhakti unto Vishnu, listening, singing, remembering Vishnu, offering help at the feet, to be of sacrifice, doing prayers, being of service, being a friend and surrendering one's heart and soul. When Hiranyakashipu heard his son say this, he, with lips trembling of anger, told the son of the guru, who was Pralada's teacher, the following. You fake Brahmin, you fool! What is this? Are you siding with the enemy now, so mischievously teaching this nonsense without properly taking care of my boy? This just demonstrates how many cheaters there are in this world falsely dressing up as friends. But in due course of time one can see how sin manifests itself just like a disease does with people with a wrong lifestyle. The son of the Guru said, This what your son says is not what we taught him, nor has anyone else taught him that, O enemy of Indra. This is his natural inclination, O king. Do not be angry with us, do not put the blame on us. Sri Narada said, After thus being answered by the teacher, the Asura addressed his son for the second time. If you have not heard it from the mouth of your teacher, you wretch, then from where came this bad notion? Sri Pralada said, Persons swearing by a worldly existence develop a life leading to hell, for they fail in their sense control and repeatedly chew the chewed. They are never inclined toward Krishna because of what others tell them, out of their own understanding or by a combination of the two. They who think to gain by the external world have, in their difficult ambitions, really no sense of life's purpose, Lord Vishnu. Even though they follow a lead, they, just like blind men led by the blind, 
obeying the dictates of material nature, are bound to the ropes of her strong power of Maya. To vanquish the unwanted, which is the purpose of all the great souls, is out of the reach of these people for as long as their consciousness is not in touch with the feet of renown, for as long as they do not accept the consecration by the rule of the feet of those living voluntarily in poverty who are free from this bondage. Thus having spoken, the sun stopped. Hiranyakashipu, blind with anger, out of his mind, threw him from his lap on the floor. Overpowered by indignation, he furiously, with bloodshot eyes, said, Men, O sons of Niriti, put an end to his life immediately. Lead this boy away to be killed. This one here is the murderer of my brother, for he, this lowest one, giving up his own well-wishers, is as a servant at the feet of Vishnu. He worships him who has killed his own uncle. And to Vishnu he is no good either, with his five years of age and his faithless forsaking of the difficult-to-deny love of his parents. Even being born from others, a child constitutes a blessing as beneficial as a medicinal herb. But a son born from oneself who is of evil intentions should be given up like one gives up a diseased limb. For, being deleterious to the well-being of the body, its removal still allows a happy life. Anyway, he must be killed who, eating, lying down and sitting with us, posed as a friend, but is as good an enemy to us as uncontrolled senses are to a sage. The sons of Nirti, obeying the command of their leader, then, with their frightening teeth and faces, their red hairs, moustaches, and the sharp tridents in their hands, fearfully roared, Yeah, let us cut him to pieces! And with their lances attacked the vital parts of Pralada, who sat there silently. But, just as laudable actions have no effect when they are performed the wrong way, their attack had no effect upon him whose mind was absorbed in the supreme absolute of the fortunate one, the soul of each, who cannot be perceived by the senses. O Yudhishthira, the Daicha ruler, alarmed upon seeing how the attempts failed, with determination devised a variety of ways to kill him. He tried to crush him with an elephant, attack him with huge snakes, cast spells of doom, throw him from heights, to conjure tricks, imprison him, administer poison and subject him to starvation, cold, wind, fire and water, and pile rocks upon him. But by none of these means the demon succeeded in putting his son, the sinless one, to death. With his prolonged efforts, having no success, he got very nervous. He thought, with all these unholy expressions and diverse methods devised to kill him, with all these treacheries and abominations, he found relief by his own strength. Despite being a child, he is in control of matters and afraid of nothing. So close to me, he will, just like a mistreated dog, always keep his tail curved and never forget my misconduct. His unlimited faith his imperishability and his lack of fear for any of these hostilities will definitely, sooner or later, be the cause of my death. Thus ruminating, with his face downward, he lost a great deal of his splendor. 
Shanda, and Amarka, the two sons of Ushana, then spoke to him in private. All the leaders of the three worlds, who are dominated by you alone, tremble when you lift your eyebrows. You have nothing to fear from him, O Master. We do not understand why you should worry about the qualities and faults of some child. Just keep him bound by the ropes of Aruna until our guru Shukra returns so that he does not flee out of fear. Assisted by people with more experience like us, he will develop the intelligence getting older. Thus being advised, he took heed of what the sons of the spiritual master told him, and so it happened that Pralada was instructed in the duties of the members of a royal household. Fulfilling religious duties, managing the economy, and the regulation of desires was repeatedly in full explained to Pralada, who was humble and submissive, O king. But again, what the teachers related to him about the three paths, this education he received from these people taking pleasure in the duality of friends and foes, he did not consider good spiritual instruction at all. When the teachers were busy with their own household duties, the boys of his age there took the opportunity to take him aside. He then smilingly addressed them in pleasing words, telling them with great intelligence and learning how merciful it is to live a better life with God. O great king, all the boys giving up their playthings out of respect for his words, then sat around him with their minds no longer corrupted by the instructions and actions of those teachers who took pleasure in the duality. To them, who were freed the moment they fixed their hearts and eyes on him, he spoke compassionately as a real friend and a great example of an asura in devotion.